Welcome to The Deli Shop, a mom and pop place where we invite you to be part of our community. Each week at The Deli Shop, we'll get to talk to some of the greatest everyday people, from the eccentrics, to the dreamers, to the believers. Everyone has a story to tell. Hey guys! I'm Dean. And I'm Ellie. And we're your hosts, and together we're known as Deli! Deli. <laughs> um, so thank you for joining us. I think it's uh, obvious that uh, Dean and Ellie is a, a combination of, uh, of Deli is a combination of Dean and Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting it backwards, right? <laughs> Pretty usual. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if anybody thinks of food automatically from when they hear that, but I mean, it kind of hits my mind. They probably definitely think about food. It's more, did you guys mean it to be food? I don't, I don't think we did. Cause it's our couple name and it's a little interesting that our couple name is food, but is. I did marry a Sicilian. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But I mean, you know, the thing is that it's, it's a good combination of names. Maybe, maybe one day it'll become famous. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? It's a good couple name. It's a dream. Yeah. And it also makes me think of food, which in my background, you know, I'll welcome, welcome everybody. I, I'll introduce myself. I'm Dean and I am Italian-American or as, or as I commonly like to say, I'm Sicilian. It's even more important. <laughs> I might tell Ellie that every single day. Every single day. <laughs> um, but, you know, this being Sicilian is it's a very cultural thing. And, uh, you know, food in my family is, is a really a big part of who we are. Mm -hmm. It's how we come together as a family. Um, it's how we share our commonalities, our differences. We, we talk all the things that you're not supposed to talk, religion and politics, <laughs> but if you're doing Which it over food, really are the two things you should talk. You should talk really, about that. Those are probably the two. You and I people. talk about it all the time. Yeah. You need to be able to talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the, probably one of the most important things, uh, in my background and my family um, but why we're doing this podcast, obviously, is uh, is it's it's because we want to express ourselves. We want to give opportunities to others who are eccentric people, who are believers, dreamers, um, and really just bring a community of people together to give them um, an, a, a forum to really describe and tell us about their life. Um, you know, I I particularly I love the arts. Um, you know, I went to school and studied art and literature and it was all part of our core classes and really fell into in in love with uh film and uh you know my brother's actually a, a producer in in film and um literature everything from Dante's Inferno to um the Peloponnesian Wars which was probably one of the worst books I've ever read <laughs> probably a thousand pages who needs to do that mm. I definitely read the spark notes on that one um, yeah. but I, I, I enjoy it. Um, half the books you point out are the books that I chose to read the spark notes <laughs> on. Cause I'm just like, why would I read this? It's too long. I mean, but you know, then I get down into like movies. Like I, I love, uh, this movie, this one movie called Fatso. Mm. It's, it's a, a Dom DeLuise movie. I don't know if I've ever shown it to you, Ellie. You've shown me scenes of it because it was... It was a scene where someone passed away and so he was eating his feelings and I think maybe 
I was talking about eating my feelings or something. So you decided to share that clip with me. Yeah, it's probably it's true. I mean, you can find it easily on on YouTube. And I mean, it's just a great scene. And I think it like it, it goes down into uh, the heart of what what being Italians like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that that movie for me when my mom showed it to me when I was about 10 years old. And, um, you know, she's got a She's the really the reason why. I love the arts. She actually taught me, this is a real tangent, but she taught me stippling. Um, you know where you make the like little small dots? Yeah, little small dots. When did she teach she you She taught that? me that in third grade. She was our, <laughs> yeah. In third grade? Yeah, she was our, she was our art teacher. And uh, so it got me really interested in that. Was this at school or? Yeah. How did she become an art teacher at school? You know, I don't know. I've never asked her that question. She's. Did she only teach your class? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think she probably wasn't the teacher and just May- came in and was like, excuse me, I excuse need to me. Te- teach my son the arts. I'm <laughs> Dean's mother and I need to teach this class. Your mom doesn't sound like that. <laughs> no, she yeah. doesn't. But <laughs> she probably would have done imagine. it a lot softer than that. Yeah. No, I don't know. She's Not got a- softer, but it would have been in more of like a... Oh, I love the arts. I want to teach him. He, want, I want him to know everything, and maybe he'll be Picasso one day. Or I don't know. That doesn't feel <laughs> sound very Brooklynese to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we all know my accents are great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like that—that that kind of defined my upbringing. Um, movies like that, and um, you know, my mom also is huge, huge music fan. Everything, all classic rock. I mean, she's taken me to more concerts than I've been to in my life. I mean, yeah, we we were counting them just alone last year. I thought it was was seven seven you concerts. It was like seven, and I was like, I thought it was seven total for our relationship. It's like, what fifteen? Fifteen, yeah, some fifteen or yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, last we year only alone, dated three and a half years before getting married. Last year alone, we went to the Who, the Grateful Dead, Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones, Taylor Swift. Oh, that was great. With Jonas Brothers. Yeah. That was for breast cancer cancer awareness. That, that was, was great. That was a really great concert. Yeah. So good. Missing those times right now. <sighs> but we'll get back to it. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, so I mean those are the things that I grew up on and, and now I've taken a loving to um the craftsmanship ship of um making wine, making beer particularly. I really love it. To uh, clarify. You love talking to people who actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do have a beer kit. That a starter beer kit that I'm very interested that, in doing. Was that our first Christmas together or yep. second? Which means it's been yes. closed for quite a long time. My sister gave me that gift and I, uh, I've i yet to use it. But it is in it is on my to-do list. We have it still. Uh-huh. Taking up space. <laughs> All of my junk. And well, you know what? It, it'll eventually get around. And when it does, I'm going to make the best... I'm going to make the best porter stout. It's we, going to, frankly, it's going to be the best. Frankly, <laughs> we should try to do that now during quarantine. If you start at the beginning of quarantine, let's see how long it ferments to the end of quarantine. Yes. And see what happens. That'll be perfect. We have, we have reason to become uh, beer, beer connoisseurs. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Now, now I have something else I can do right. besides podcasting. Uh, <laughs> this could very well fail. Yeah, well, it could. Except for I think our dialogue might be really fun. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Ellie? Oh, boy. What about me? Well, I never... uh, What's it? Napoleon complex? I would say entering this relationship, I started to have Napoleon complex about being Italian. Because I realized... (laughs) Is that because you're French? (laughs) 
hey, I am, I am, I am a little French. Well, actually, I'm a lot French, but um, yeah, I never met someone who introduced themselves by saying, hi, I'm Dean and I'm Italian. Well, I'm Sicilian, but you know, like that is how you introduce everyone and everything. So I definitely felt a need to Not to mention people think I'm from New York. Um, which is neither true nor false. It's not, that's not possible, Dean. It can't be not true or not false. Hey, if you need me to be from New York, I can be from New York, okay? It's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. Forget about it, right? You sound like a fake New Yorker. Oh, well, right now, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, but I am, I'm Italian and Spanish. And the reason I say that is because of my Napoleon complex to Dean. And I need to get in my, (laughs) my heritage a bit there. Um, but I've always, my whole life, I kind of grew up identifying as Spanish because I was proud uh, to be Spanish or what I thought was Spanish. And after 23 and me, I'm kind of learning maybe we're not as Spanish as the culture I was raised on is Spanish, but my, my father's um, dad was raised with a lot of Mexican and Native American uh, influence in his life. And so that was something that was passed down to my family. We spent Christmas dinners eating pasoli and and making chili ranos and and all of that stuff tostadas so definitely have a lot of that in me and Italian from my mom but she's definitely the Midwest Italian not the New Yorker Italian which um was that different yeah it's quite different how so well (laughs) (laughs) Midwest Italians first of all try to hide their Italianness not not uh italianness huh yeah what's that a word looking for no i'm trying to say that they not celebrate to assimilate and leave behind their italian culture rather than new yorkers who really tried to like own it and lift it up right now we could just do the shame shame Shame. Shame. from game of thrones right i mean Mm -hmm. if you got that reference yeah i didn't because i didn't watch it but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so and just more of the kind of rough Italian, you could say. I mean, they're definitely, I would say the, I mean. Well, when you say Midwest, you really mean Detroit. Yeah. Detroit. Well, in Illinois. In Illinois. And, and, um. But Detroit, I mean, Detroit on its own is a different culture. True, true, true. But I'm thinking, aren't Sicilians technically like the rougher of the Italians? Hey, what are you trying to say? Uh, facts? Yes, true. Okay. So I would say the Midwest Italians are the Sicilians of North America. Okay. That's kind of a good example. I guess, yeah. Yeah. They're like the rougher. Now, they're they're rougher in a different weird way because they are, because they really tried to get rid of it. So, they just didn't really kind of own it yeah. as much, I would say. they no, We have no Italian language in our family besides, like, capiche. And yeah. I think that's it. My mom said she Not even grazie, huh? No. Not, not even, even mozzarella. Have you heard my mom try to say Italian words? Yes, it's um, uh, very Americanized. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a problem, right? I mean, we're cel- we're you know we're celebrating all cultures here. We, I know your family's got a very interesting background, very different than mine, growing up on the East Coast. Uh, Which is really the you know, point of yeah. this in general. Is, is I mean, I heck, think as we started dating, especially because you being in New York, you're around New York Italians. I think as we started dating, it was a little bit interesting to see. How someone who could could identify as Italian would be so different than you and how you identify as Italian. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we held on to the traditions really strongly from an East Coast perspective 
where you lived and died by your culture. And um, I think that's part of the reason why we're very interested in this podcast to um, expose the differences in um, our upbringings and our cultures and invite people in that um, can give people a different, uh, an opportunity to, to see different things throughout our country. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to hear about what your family's done. And, um, you know, I'm going to drop some hints in the, for the future, um, episodes here, but I mean, you have a, you have an aunt who is, um, a large animal vet and is on a farm with her husband, who's a farmer in, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah, it's, you know? ve- it's very different than, especially being in the Los Angeles area. And she's she's Italian too. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Italian people have spread throughout uh, the country, just like all cultures. That's really what America is. It's a it's it's a combination of all cultures throughout the world that have created this awesome awesome place to live. And so it's time to um, have some fun and really talk about what that what that lifestyle is for for different people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, I mean, let's get into what Delhi is. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but what kind of this podcast is meant to be. I mean, ultimately, Delhi, we said, you know, because it's the combination of our two names. I mean, the hope was to be like Bradgelina, <laughs> maybe Spidey. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I don't know. Kim Ye. Kim Kim Ye. I'm kind of liking that couple. Yeah. Yeah. As if like they're brand new, right? Yeah. They're not really brand new or anything, but I I'm enjoying it. You know, I I I gotta be honest. Uh, the Kardashians definitely not my thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've seen you watch it though. Yeah, but I'm a woman and I'm allowed to do things that. Yeah. Well. You know, (laughs) I'm allowed to. Fine. That's fine. But as soon as Kanye jumped in, I know he's a little, you know, he's a little off. He's a little, he, but he fits this profile, mm-hmm. this podcast. He's eccentric. It would be awesome to have him on here. He's maybe, maybe if he listens to this podcast. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I've done work with, uh, some of his, uh, people that helped create Easy Line. Oh, mm-hmm. you dropping, dropping names now? I mean, I literally didn't say a name. But okay. Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, maybe, you know, that would be a, uh, that would be an awesome opportunity, wouldn't it? So, um, you know, this is, this is a cool, cool place to be. I'm, I'm excited to give you guys something new. Ellie's, um, you know, Ellie and I, I have very different perspectives on life, but yet we have very, very strong foundation and commonalities with each other. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's important about bringing this kind of community together. I mean, Delhi is something that actually my, my brother, had first uh come up with not that it's a hard thing but it was we never thought about it that way mm-hmm. and he just one day uh, started saying hey what does Delhi think about that <laughs> what hey Delhi, are you guys coming out tonight yeah. and we we're like wow that's kind of cool and it worked perfectly because we like food yeah we love food hey i i think it was the first thing i thought i was like oh that's a cool uh power couple name but i it makes me think of food. Yeah. And it's also the perfect amount of Dean and Ellie. And I'm going to take a lot of credit here because it's <laughs> D and then Ellie. Yeah, well. Which is really good. Let me finish. Which is really good because we all know that I am a uh, silent partner a lot of times. <laughs> I'm more like that quiet support on the side. It, it takes me a little energy to get 
shining but well, this kind of like the name lets me shine and then they talk to us and I'm like oh got it so dean's super outgoing and ellie just revs her engines and eventually is outgoing with everyone you're the eleanor to my franklin d roosevelt oh oh okay yeah yeah or maybe jackie to your kennedy yeah mm. hey maybe she had great fashion very strong people in this world yeah maybe even arguably stronger than they're men. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey. Well, <laughs> that's the that's the kind of love that we uh, share with each other. So, um, you know, it, and speaking of that, it was fun because my brother, going back to my brother, he even put in Delhi mm-hmm. into our wedding, mm-hmm. which we only got married three months ago. Mm-hmm. Ah, let's give Woo! it up for the let's give it up for the newlyweds. <laughs> thank you, thank you, studio. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Um, it was awesome. His, his, his speech was his best man. Of course, my brother is my best man. I've got two sisters and one brother. Who else would it be? It's gotta be my, 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 my brother. He's, he's been there for me throughout my entire life. He's two years older. He implemented, um, this amazing speech into the, into the wedding. He included Delhi, and he really empowered us both as a couple to feel very strong about, where our relationship is going. And so I think that's why we're even confident to do this podcast with each other. Yeah. But that was fun. Yeah. Oh, take me back. Yeah. I was a whole nother person. <laughs> I'm, I'm missing the food from that wedding. I barely got to eat any. I was so distracted by everything. And all this talk about deli is making me hungry. I know. It's a good thing we ate before. <laughs> <laughs> but you could still be hungry. I you ever see me stop eating the great thing was actually we infused our wedding mm-hmm. with a lot of italian culture yeah we did and i think that was we were so intentional about it too yeah every element was really important and thought out and it was it, it made it really special Memorable. we had a sicilian musician mm-hmm. he did the tarantella for us at the end mm-hmm. uh, of his session which was a cocktail hour and then all of our food and our decor. I mean, now we had kind of a, well, a 1920s theme, mm-hmm. but esque. yeah, it was esque. It wasn't. It wasn't total flapper. Yeah, we didn't want to go total Gatsby. No, we are very. Um, but it was elegant. Yeah, that's what that's I was going to say. Word. We're very. We like to be very elegant when we do things, and and nothing says elegance more than the 20s. I feel. Oh like. yeah. It was even fun to watch the movie just before to kind of... Mm-hmm. And we do still have to watch the old version of The Great Gatsby. It's just that Leonardo is so good. So good. In the new one. Yeah. That one's phenomenal. Yeah. But we do got to watch the old one. But that food, I, I'm still missing it. The cake, we had three layers of cake and mm. they were all different flavors. So good peanut butter. Oh, the... The, the chocolate our, yeah. peanut butter. So oh, the yummy. chocolate cake with peanut butter filling phenomenal i love that but yeah so like and we had an opportunity i think we were we wanted to infuse it i mean i can't i when ellie and i were first talking about the wedding i said you know i really want to honor my grandparents through this too as much as we want to honor our parents and our family and our friends and give them something really to celebrate and feel differently about um part of that upbringing i was mentioning is you know i i got this real um, experience traveling to Brooklyn from Los Angeles two times a year growing up. My my parents would take us, uh, four kids, we'd go out there, my mom and dad, and um, 
it was, I, I, we're married. I can't even think about doing that now. That's excessive. I mean, in a very good way, but traveling with six people to New York today. Yeah. It's like $3,000 at minimum. Well, right now, right now, if you get a flight, it's only like $75 (laughs) trip, (laughs) something like that. But yeah, typically, I mean, my, my parents really, um, worked hard and did a lot to try to create that culture in that community for us. And I, um, I distinctly remember that my grandfather, uh, he threw us, there was what we called a cousin's party one year. Mm -hmm. And when I say cousins, you might think like 10, maybe at most 20 cousins. There were a hundred people at this party. Oh my gosh. And they were all related to you? Yes. We we keep track of like fourth and fifth. Plus their plus ones. No. Or, so does that mean there was two hundred people there? No, no. Or this is they were younger. Hundred total. Okay. But it goes down from you know fourth and fifth cousins and. Oh my goodness. Now I do have to mention that in Italian families too, we had an uncle Danny Miller, right? But he wasn't really blood related. You know what I mean? He's just a close friend of the family. Don't get don't get weird ideas. You know. I am Sicilian. Okay. Anyway, moving Completely forward. Completely over my head. Yeah. <laughs> moving forward. There's, uh, in, in our family, we would just have, you know, even friends that were considered family. So he threw this amazing party and I'm thinking about this all the, all, all the while throughout my life. And it comes to our wedding and I'm thinking, how could I even get to that caliber of a party? What would he do? And, uh, so we had, you know, we were able to, I think, honor, um, mm-hmm. that style of party and, and we, we did a fantastic job, but you know, that's when I think of my grandfather, I, it even takes me back to why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, he's got an amazing story himself. I wish I could interview him. He passed on when I was 19, um, in 2007, but, uh, you know, and today actually is my grandmother's birthday. Mm-hmm. She's passed on as well. She would have been 98 today. Wow. But the two of them together, dynamite, yeah. dynamite couple and big lived in Brooklyn. Right? Big Ann. Big Ann was not big. She was not big. She was okay. tiny. She's, She's like the size of my pinky. <laughs> 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 um, but they actually together when they grew up. So they were born in 1921 and 1922. And my grandfather actually is the his birthday is August 28th. He's one day mm. after mine. So we got to celebrate every time we would go out there for summer and for 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 Christmas. But when they were growing up, um, and when they got married and had my mom and her two sisters, they actually owned a ravioli fair or what you might also call a deli shop. Mm. Yeah. I remember when you first told me about this, I thought they actually put on a ravioli fair and I was very confused. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. But I was like, I don't understand how it was up all year long. I was very very confused at first. No. Yeah. My, and very uniquely, this was back when the mom and pop shops were very, very the thing, right? There were no chains. Big big owned. My grandmother made all the monogatti herself. She stuffed the ravioli it's ravioli, mm. not raviolis. It's already plural. Yeah. Um, and, you know, baked clams and mussels and just a variety of things that every Sunday, so primarily, true. actually, it was throughout the week, but every Sunday, families, Italian families, and even Jewish families and others 
would come, if they wanted Italian food, they would come to this deli shop and pick it up. Mm. A lot of times they had to pre-order it. But my grandparents you know, really knew the people. this is making me actually think about Marvelous Miss Maisel, which I still don't ah. think you've watched. No, but, but I did see them shoot scene. one one episode in New York. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. You didn't really know what it was then because no. it wasn't out yet. But the first scene is a long run-out scene, if I'm not mistaken. And it's all about uh, it's Passover, I believe. And so she's going to the deli to pick up her Passover dinner, like the best cut of lamb or whatever you eat on passover I'm it's definitely sure. it's, it's lamb yes it is lamb okay good <laughs> and i even like a little bit of that mint jelly yeah oh uh, if it's homemade it's the best yeah and so um but it's it's just make, taking me back to think about that because she she would come in and she knew the the man behind the counter so well yeah. that she would cut the line and get the best cut of meat because she's like, come on, like it's Passover. The, the, uh, we've got the rabbi for dinner. We've got to have the best meat. So that, that, and that's exactly what I always think. And that was what I was exposed to in going, you know, every time I went to New York, we would go to these places that my grandfather would know. Um, they no longer owned the ravioli fair. Uh, when I would, when I was born and once I was visiting them, but he would take us around to these different spots that it was like, how do you know these people so well? Yeah. And you know, you could, you could take a quick drive or you could walk to them. And, you know, my grandfather went, when, when we would visit him, he lived on Bay 10th street in Cropsey, which is right in the heart of right on the cusp of Bensonhurst and Diker Heights. Mm. And Bensonhurst is where on 18th Avenue, people, the Italian culture really thrived um, when my grandfather was, yeah. was growing up. And so he would take us around to these different little spots. And what a community. You, you, you run into the person behind the counter and it seems like nobody. But then he, he knows my grandfather. My grandfather knows him personally. They have great conversations that are more than just about the weather. There's, mm-hmm. They're talking about their family and about horse racing. My grandfather loved OTB, which is off-track betting. He loved mm-hmm. it. Um, but they would talk about really significant things, what their you know, their job is, and really get into the depths of their character and their qualities and all the uh, things that really yeah. make people who they are. Yeah, and, and something that I think is part of what we're doing here is that we now live in a day and age where getting to know even your neighbor, neighbor is very rare. There are many people who grow up their entire lives in their home and never know their neighbors because yeah. we're just in a, just, there's so many people now. And I think we just don't focus on getting to know the people in our environment as often. And as well as we used to, when we didn't have social media and the internet and things that really, um, connect people who are far. And so I think, that's part of what a deli shop is, whether or not that's a Jewish deli, a Asian market, a, you know, a Spanish bodega, things like that. It's a place where you can meet someone and connect with someone who clearly you have something similar. Yeah. You have something in common because you're here in the same place. And so it's kind of a way to get to know someone and experience someone who might ha- have something similar to you, but have different perspectives or views or things like that, that maybe you don't you've never thought about before. Well, it's, it's very symbolic to uh, not that, not only that our names 
are together put together is deli but that yeah that at, at a deli shop the symbolic um what's symbolic about that is that yeah it's it's typically a very quaint place that there's you can go grocery shopping in there you get a fresh sandwich you know the people personally they know you personally maybe you've got your regular order your weekly pickup. yeah yeah and it, it it's like i was saying with my grandparents it's you got the you got the owners making the food fresh for you you've got mm-hmm. uh, a staff that is being hired um, from the local community mm-hmm. and so everybody is they they own a piece of that deli shop even as a mm-hmm. customer yeah you know you feel um, passionate and prideful about your own your own spot yeah I kind of think of going into a deli and let's say you want to order some sort of like caprese or something like that and you're ordering the caprese and like oh but you've got to try the artichoke salad today it's so good and yeah it's they like always them. give you the best offerings they even as a newcomer to the community or maybe you're stopping through they're more willing mm-hmm. to spend time with you and uh give you a little advice as you're you know they they make a connection with you yeah we're we've yeah. we've lost a lot of connection in our community and that's that's a tough thing and i I think you and I, Ellie, we spend a lot of time connecting with each other and others because I think it's part of who we are and it's what makes life colorful. Mm-hmm. And something else that I think um, really is similar about this concept of a deli, I feel like deli is not just a place where you go and get a sandwich or you can order your food or pick up groceries. It's more of this theoretical philosophical deli and I actually was thinking about this earlier it my definition of deli is somewhere you can get something that reminds you of your childhood or where you came from yeah because that's kind of what it is is if we might go to an Italian deli because it reminds us of Sunday sauce or it reminds us of you know oh my grandfather always used to make caprese salad and we would have that before dinner or something like that But also, same thing with, like, a Spanish market or a Mexican market is when I go in and they're like, oh, we've got fresh chili ranos today or something or enchiladas. It takes me back to being in my grandmother's kitchen where they actually have dried chilies hanging around the window for um, the sink in the kitchen. Like, it's a place where, like, you typically go there because it gives you something that reminds you of home. That that reminds me of stepping into a lot of Italian deli shops in New York and seeing all the the meats hang from mm-hmm. the ceiling or the big arricchio cheese. I the still want to go cheese. somewhere where I get the wheel, the cheese wheel, and they take the cheese and oh, they, they melt it off. They melt it off right into your plate. I need to go somewhere where uh, we can get that. It's it's the best. I mean, they treat and they you know they treat you so well, um, and they they help bring culture into your life. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's cool about it. It doesn't matter. Like you said, it's these diverse offerings. uh, And deli is really, the word deli is delicatessen, which translates, you know, into delicacies. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about it is that you really experience that when you go into these shops. It's, It's the specialties, like you said, it could remind you of your childhood. It could be creating an environment for you that's new and different and you... I mean, I've stepped into Jewish deli shops, German deli shops, uh, you name it. Different ones have different feel 
feels to them. Mm-hmm. And that's that that gives you like I said from the beginning we you can talk over your differences with fruit food. You can bring people together through food. Mm-hmm. It's one of the people might say money, people might say um sports. Those are all true too, but food culturally brings you together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, especially because and this is a little hitting the nail on the head, but you literally come together for food. People come together for food, which is, I think, why it translates so well into all of these different psychological and sociological and social conversations is because you can all surround the dinner table to have these conversations that you don't tend to have passing someone by. Yeah. One of my favorite shows that I, I, I watched and still go back to is Anthony Bourdain's um, mm. Places Unknown. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, you know, because he's he's you would think it's just a traveling show or he's play, showing you undiscovered places, but it always has to do around food. And uh, God bless him. God bless his heart for and, and RIP to, to Anthony Bourdain. But he gave us something to really take in, really, really hold on to. There's you can explore all these different cultures through their food. Yeah. When we go traveling, we do that. Mm-hmm. So I think Delhi is... It's awesome. We have the deli shop as our podcast, but symbolically, it's letting people know. It's letting our fans and our listeners and um, ourselves dig in deeper um, into people's lives and the culture and what they have to offer the world. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really what's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. If you were to go into any deli shop right now. What would you be ordering? What's your favorite item? Well, I'd probably get a variety of things because you know me and I want to taste everything. Um, But it would definitely be uh, Italia Deli in Agora. Oh, I love that place. It was so good. And you get, I get the hard roll Mm -hmm. with usually some sort of turkey, but then they've also got this um, buffalo chicken that I'll put on it. And then I think capicola and then like a uh, provolone cheese with the onions and the lettuce. Their lettuce is so good. So that would be like my sandwich choice. But I always have to get like caprese or try maybe they've got like an artichoke and sun-dried tomatoes salad or something like that. Those are kind of my that my shop. Go-tos. Once you showed me that shop, I was like, oh, I found my place here in Southern California. It's so good. Because it makes me think, it makes me crave the one shop in New York that I always would go to when I was in school, which I'm was that's the one you took me to. Yes. Yes. Milano's. Do they have pizza too? No, we no. went to a lot of places. I, I know I, we went to so many yeah. places because there was one place where I had that pizza slice that was as big as my head. That's Coronet's. But that was still on the upper right, what? right near yeah, yeah. Uh, upper, west, upper side, west side near Columbia. But I remember yeah. the the sandwich place too. I just can't remember Milano's. What we and okay, so it was the sandwich. You got to follow me. It's a semolina bread. Mm. Okay. Um, it's got chicken cutlet. You and your chicken cutlet. Oh, it's, and, it's, and it's thin. thin. Mm-hmm. And they knew this order from, for, because I would go there all the time. They, hey, you want your regular, which is great, right? Yeah. Yeah, give me my regular. Okay, the chicken cutlet, it's pounded thin. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Then you put sun-dried, uh, you put roasted red peppers on top. Mm-hmm. There's mozzarella. I forgot that. Mozzarella first. Then you have... Is it melted? 
it, yes, you gotta okay. toast it. Gotta toast it. Then you put the uh, roasted red peppers on top with a little basil agar. There's also basil, which is said in an Italian way. And then you've got to put a vinaigrette um, mm, on it yep. just to give it a little bit of extra. And to me, oh, and I forgot the best part, the prosciutto. Oh, oh yeah. Because it gives you that saltiness yep. mixed with the chicken cutlet. White, you know, white chicken breast with a little salty prosciutto is always a nice little combination. So and that sandwich was at least 12 inches long, but it was also about four to five inches high. Oh. So I could get about, when I was back in college, I could eat the whole thing. When we went back, I was only able to eat half. But now that's probably fine. (laughs) That's probably good. That's probably fine. So No um, freshman 15, but quarantine 15. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch out for that. (laughs) Um, But that would be something I would order today. I always love also just getting a hunk of fresh mozzarella. Mm. Just the one that's in the water. such a good cheese. A little salted. Mm. I love it. So good. I miss it. That's the thing we would get going to New York. We would get that every time we would come in, my grandparents would know to have picked it up and we would have it mm. as like a late night. Say we got in at midnight or even later sometimes they would have it ready for us. Oh my gosh. It was Delicious. the best thing. And then we would get hot, hot gabagol and, and regular gabagol. It was just phenomenal. So I just, very nice. yeah, that's, those are my, those are my go-tos. They sound amazing. Yeah. You always like to do this to me. You just get me hungry. <laughs> Every time we go to New York, you get me hungry. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you all. This has been a pleasure and a journey for us that we will continue to lead. Um, the Deli Shop is, uh, is uh, like we've said, it's a communal place that we hope you guys enjoy. And we look forward to bringing you many more stories and we hope um, you become regulars and come back yeah for a new treat every week yeah join us order order your usual and uh we shall see you the next time yeah bye-bye bye